eh, sex. Sex, what is sex? Obviously, it was something that you couldn't talk about openly and positively. And outside my home, all the messages that I got about sex were negative. It was a dirty thing. It was something to be ashamed of. But it was also something that you saved for your husband. It was bad, but you saved it for the person that you love the most. And so the first time that I had sex, you know, I'm like, okay, here it is. This is the man I'm going to marry. It's finally coming. It's going to happen, this thing, this magical, beautiful, wonderful thing. And I was lying there, and I'm looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> Suddenly, there's my mother. <laughs> there's my grandmother. There's the preacher. And everybody's looking at me, and they're going, you bad girl, you bad girl. You bad girl, the guilt, the shame that I felt. And then it was over. He was happy. <laughs> Something happened that was wonderful, but I missed it. <laughs> and so I said, you know, we're getting married. When we get married, it's going to get better. That's what they said, right? This is wonderful thing that you do in marriage. We got married. It was no better. <laughs> it was no better. I did not want to do this. I couldn't get those negative messages out of my head. Who ever said that when you get married, all of a sudden you're going to become this sexy vixen in the bedroom and it's going to be great? Well, it wasn't great for me. Now, honey, I tell you, I'd rather have scrubbed the toilet bowl <laughs> than to have sex. Now, what kind of marriage is that? When you have an excuse, I've got a headache. I've got my period. Honey, you just had your period yesterday, and the day before, and the day before, and the day before, and last week, too. You know, it was just, I could not do this. I had no desire for sex, and sex is so important in a marriage. It really is the glue that binds you as a couple. It is important to have sex, and we will talk about that more in a few minutes. So people ask me, you're a medical doctor. Why in the world are you traveling around the country talking to women and couples about sex? Again, embarrassment about the topic that a doctor should not be talking about sex. Well, my answer is sex is a health issue. Did you know that Satisfying sex three times a week decreases your risk of a heart attack or stroke. Now for women, satisfying is the key word here. <laughs> because studies have shown that if you have sex that's not satisfying, you actually increase your risk of a heart attack. So no sex is better than bad sex if you're a woman. But the idea is for you to have great, satisfying sex, so you do decrease your risk of a heart attack or stroke. For men, having sex three to five times a week, okay, ladies, I see the look on your face, um, three to five times a week decreases your risk of prostate cancer. Satisfying sex boosts your immune system. It decreases depression, anxiety, and we all know you sleep better, right, guys? It gives you that deep 
satisfying sleep that we all need to heal. It also helps to treat arthritis, back pain, headache, menstrual cramps. It helps with a lot of different diseases. You just feel better. There's a study by Dr. Beverly Whipple that showed that your pain threshold is decreased by 40% when you have sex. And it's decreased by, or rather increased by 110% if you have orgasm. And of course we know that in relationships, sex is very important. There is a chemical that's released called oxytocin from your brain when you have sex with your partner. This is a bonding chemical. It's the same chemical that's released when you breastfeed your baby that bonds you to your infant. This is the chemical that's released when you have sex with your partner. And that's why it's important to keep that connection when you're in a long-term relationship, especially in a marriage. Now, in the beginning of our relationships, when you first meet that person, you remember when you first met the one that you love. It's like you can't stop thinking about them. You wake up in the morning thinking about them. You go to bed at night thinking about them. You think about them all the time. You can't wait to get that person into bed. You can't wait to make love. Now, what happens is... After a while, and usually in a marriage, this occurs after one year in most marriages, your desire for this person starts to decrease. And there's a reason for that. When you first meet someone, you've got not only oxytocin, you've got dopamine, you've got all these chemicals. You're just high on chemicals. <laughs> you know, you're just, oh, this person is your end-all, be-all. But that starts to wear off after a while. And that makes sense because if you're going to have a family, you're going to have babies, you don't want to have all your energy focus on your lover and the poor kid, hey, you'll get yours later, okay? Right now I got to focus on him or her. So there's a reason why it starts to decrease in intensity. But what happens especially in people when they first get married, is that if they're not expecting that this is going to happen, they wake up one morning and say, who is this person I married? And why did I marry this person? And maybe I'm really not in love with him or her anyway. And it's because these chemicals have decreased. Now, if you take that and then you stop having sex with that person because you don't think you love that person anymore, so you stop having sex. Then that oxytocin starts to go down. That bonding chemical starts to go down. So the less sex you have, the less sex you want. And so it is very important that when that happens that you realize that it's not your fault, it's not his fault, it's not her fault. This is what happens in nature. And therefore, you keep that sexual tension, that sexual relationship going. Now, sometimes you're going to be tired, ladies. I know I've been married for longer than I want to tell you. <laughs> and I have four children. And sometimes you're just tired. You just don't want to do it. But sometimes you have to just do it. <laughs> you know, because it's important. Because it's important to keep 
the marriage and the relationship strong. Now, we're going to talk about all you need to know to have a really great sexual relationship with your partner. Now, the first thing that I'm going to talk about is knowing your body and loving your body. Now, many of us as women, we don't love our bodies. How many of you have ever taken a mirror and look down there. <laughs> All right, we've got a few women here who have done that. Now, the homework for the rest of you, I am a professor, your homework is to go home, get a mirror, go into a room by yourself, well lit, and look at your anatomy. And once you get accustomed to it and you begin to love it and, you know, it's all great, then take your partner and let him look at your anatomy. And somebody's eyebrows just went. <laughs> but this will be easy because you will be comfortable with your body and you'll want to share it with your partner. So let's go over what you're going to see when you get your mirror. Okay. Anybody want to volunteer to come on stage? <laughs> Okay, what you're going to do when you get home and you're in the privacy of your own bedroom and it's a well-lit room and you take your mirror. Now, the first thing you're going to see, all of that is called the vulva. The top is the mons and then you have the large lips, the large labia. And this is usually covered with hair unless you've had one of those weird Brazilian...